us pray. Father God, I want to thank you and praise you that we can meet today. I want to thank you, Lord God, that we can lift up your name in worship. And as we come round to your word now, I pray, Father God, that you will speak to each and every one of us. Lord, may we hear your voice as we listen to the words of Scripture today. And may we be challenged and edified and encouraged in these times, we pray. Help us, Lord God, to constantly focus our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, our attention upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're tuning in to Hope Baptist Church for the first time, what you will not necessarily know is that over the past few weeks together, we've been looking at a sermon series called Living on a Prayer. And in this sermon series, we have been focusing together on the Lord's Prayer, looking at the Lord's Prayer line by line together. And we have reached week three of this remarkable piece of scripture. And Jesus has been teaching us up till this point the most important thing that we should know as Christians, and that is how to pray, but actually probably the thing we are most bad at too. And to help us out, Jesus gives us a pattern for prayer. And we look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 14 together today, and this is what it says. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you already have your rewards from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues on the streets to be honoured by them. Truly, I tell you, they have already received their rewards. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father who is in heaven sees what is done in secret and will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have already received their reward in full. But when you pray, go to your room. Close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those who uh, we forgive forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So in order to help us pray, Jesus gives us a pattern. He says, when you pray, pray like this. Pray by starting with our Father in heaven. You and I have been called and invited into an intimate relationship with the King of heaven. 
He goes on to say, pray, hallowed be your name. We're reminded that as we pray, we recognize that this God that we worship is holy. And in praying this prayer, we once again commit ourselves to a way of holiness. And then we're called to pray that God's kingdom, his will, and his ways will be clearly evident in the world. And Carl reminded us last week that You and I as Christians are called to be conduits of the kingdom. We are called to enable the breaking in of God's kingdom to this world that so desperately needs it right now. To enable people to see God's will and God's ways. And our third week brings us to the line, give us this day our daily bread. I wonder, have you ever been in a place of desperate hunger? I guess if I was being totally honest, The answer is probably no. I've never been desperately hungry. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm often hungry. Most days I'm hungry. And if you ask the staff team here, they will probably tell you they can set their watch by me every single day because at 12 o'clock, I am out the door ready to get my sandwich. And if I don't get food, I become grumpy, I become grouchy, I become irritated, and my mind becomes totally and utterly focused on my belly. But when Jesus instructs his followers to pray, give us this day our daily bread. He's not saying, pray for your sandwich at 12 o'clock. When Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he is literally teaching them to pray that God will provide all of their needs for that day and that day alone. When Jesus teaches this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, the Jewish audience which were listening to Jesus teach when they heard it would have been instantly transported back to a time where things were very different for the Jews. You see, Israel had been captive in Egypt, and when they were captive in Egypt, God did a miracle. He rained down miracle after miracle after miracle and saw them freed from the slavery that they were in And in order to take them to a promised land, the land, the Bible tells us, which was flowing with milk and honey. And even though they had seen God do miracle after miracle after miracle, when they ended up in a desert on the way to the promised lands, they started to grumble. They started to doubt that God had a plan, and they started to doubt his will and his ways. They started to say things like, if only we had died in Egypt, the food in Egypt was amazing. And they grumbled, and they moaned, and they complained. And yet, even though they grumbled and moaned and complained, God, in his mercy, literally rained down bread from heaven in order for them to have something to eat. And God said, listen, I'm giving you enough bread for today. When you go and collect this bread that I've got, you only have to collect enough bread for you and your family what you are going to need to eat today. Don't get any more. You only need today's portion. And yet some paid no attention. Some gathered far more than they needed for that particular day, just in case the bread didn't come again tomorrow. And because they didn't trust God, the bread that they gathered began to stink, it began to go rotten, it began to get maggots in it. So when Jesus teaches to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he is saying, provide, uh, pray that God will provide all of your needs for what you need today. This really is an exhortation for those who are listening and for us to trust God with the whole of our hearts. The bread in this prayer, you see, represents the necessities of life. And as a result, 
This is a prayer which becomes even more poignant for you and I to pray in this day, in a world which is currently ravaged by fear, in a world where you can go to the supermarkets and there is nothing on the shelves because people are panic buying and people are overstocking because they're, not, uh, they're too concerned about whether they're going to have food tomorrow. You see, to learn this prayer today, give us this day our daily bread, has never been more important for the Christian. You see, the call is for you and for me to trust God with everything, even when we don't know the end of things, even when we cannot see the answers. You see, it speaks to an anxious world that our hope is not in our health. It speaks to an anxious world that our hope is not in our government or in our bank balance. Our hope is in the one who holds the whole world in his hands. So let me challenge you today, wherever you are watching this right now, in what area of your life currently is God saying to you, pray, give us this day our daily bread? How is God saying to you right now, you need to trust me? And how will you respond? Of course, when we think about bread in the Bible, we're not just drawn to our physical needs. Bread represents a number of things in the Bible. Bread also represents God's words. You see, after Jesus was baptized, he went into the desert for 40 days and for 40 nights. And during that time, he fasted. And as he fasted, he was tempted by Satan, who said to him, you're really hungry right now, aren't you? If you are really hungry, Jesus, and if you are who you say you are, why don't you turn those rocks over there into bread? And Jesus' response was, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word which comes from the mouth of God. You see, if all we do is we rely on physical bread to sustain us, when physical bread is no longer there, or when physical bread is in short supply, it feels like our whole world is crashing down around us. You see, you and I were created to rely on the word of God. In fact, it's the very reason that humanity fell into sin. Back in the Garden of Eden, what happened? God gave Adam and Eve a command. You can eat of anything you want, anything in this garden. But you see that tree over there? Don't eat off that tree. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat off that tree you will die. And what happens? The serpent comes along and he causes Adam and Eve to doubt the word of God. Did God really say to you that you'll die if you eat off that tree? Do you really believe that's what is going to happen? Come on, think about it. Don't worry about that. God obviously didn't mean that. You see, when we listen to those voices which cause us to doubt the word of God and his goodness and his plans. What it does is it drives a wedge between us and God and our relationship with him, and we find ourselves becoming more and more distant from him. So when we pray this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, it is a reminder to us that when we pray, we pray that God will supply our physical needs, that he is our source of sustenance, but also he provides our spiritual needs too. So let me challenge you right now. How is the word of God sustaining you at this point in time? You see, 
It's in his words where we find out what God is like. It's in his words where we find out who we truly are. It's in his word that we find out what our purpose is and who we were created to be. So if our only interaction with the word of God is a 30-minute sermon on a Sunday morning, is it any wonder that we find ourselves lacking in faith so often? Let me let you in on a little secret this morning. This coronavirus stuff, I know how the story ends. Yes, it's worrying. Yes, we need to be careful. Yes, we need to distance ourselves from others at this time. Yes, we need to take precautions to make sure we and our loved ones are safe. But it is going to be all right. How do I know? Because the word of God tells me that he promises to work out everything together for good for those who love him. And that is not me being over-triumphalist. That is not me pretending this situation isn't serious. It is serious. But my God gives me hope. And for the Christian who is not immersing himself in God's word, it leaves them open to the scaremongering of this world. And you know, for so many of us, particularly when we don't find ourselves reading the Bible very much, these next few weeks are going to be a real time to get into the Word of God. For many of us, we're going to have a lot more time on our hands coming up. We're going to be stuck indoors. And my encouragement to you is don't waste this time we have by focusing on the things of the world and getting worried and nervous by everything we see on social media. But use this time to develop a deep, a close, an intimate relationship with God hear his voice again from the pages of scripture. You may say, well, I don't know where to start. It's so big, it's so vast. Where do I start? I suggest starting with the Gospels. Spend time with Jesus over the course of the next few weeks. Listen to him, learn from him, and see what he says. We're going to be doing some initiatives here at church as well. Every single morning, 10.30, we're going to be live streaming, looking at a various book of the Bible, and we're going to be encouraging you to look at it with us and to share thoughts together. We can do this together, and we can draw close to God together, even when we're not in the same room. When Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he is teaching us that all that we ever need comes from God, that he supplies our physical needs and we can trust him. But it's also a reminder that physical bread is not enough and we need his word to sustain us. Number three, bread in the Bible represents God's salvation. Jesus said these words in John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, any meal that you eat, no matter how good it is, no matter how tasty it is, any meal that you eat, no matter how full it makes you feel, will always come to a point where you're hungry again, and you need more food. And in praying this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, we are reminded that all that we need for today is in God's hands and he will supply for us and we can trust him. But it is also a reminder to us that there is a bread which is available to us which will never spoil, which will never go off, which will always completely satisfy our needs. That there is one who gives our life a meaning. There is one who gives our life purpose. There is one who gives our life hope. 
For me, I discovered that truth at the age of 14. I don't come from a Christian family, but a friend of mine invited me along to a youth club at his church, and I went along and eventually went along to church, and I met with Jesus for myself. And even though up until that point I'd lived a relatively sheltered life and there wasn't a lot of drama that went on in my life, something changed in my life when I met Jesus. He gave my life a meaning that nothing else could. He gave my life hope. He gave my life a focus and he gave my life purpose. And I can honestly tell you today, wherever you're watching this from, following Jesus was the best decision that I ever made and the biggest adventure that I have ever been on. Has it always been easy? No. Has there been pain along the way? Oh boy, there has been pain. But has it been worth it? More than I can ever describe. And when we pray, give us this day our daily bread. We pray for God to supply our needs, but we are also reminded that everything that we need comes from him and physical bread on its own is not enough to survive. We need to have a relationship with him in order to truly be the people that God has made us to be. And that relationship comes through Jesus, who lived a perfect life and who died a death on the cross in our place that we deserve for all the wrong things that we've ever thought, said and done, which the Bible calls sin, that we might be free. Let me ask you something today. Do you know him? And if you do know him, how is your walk with him right now? Are you just going through the motions or are you walking closely with him? Maybe in this time of uncertainty around the world, God is beginning to remind you that he is there. Maybe at this time of uncertainty around the world, you're beginning to ask the questions, what is the purpose and the point in life? My normality has been ripped from underneath me and I just don't know where to turn right now. My encouragement today is to turn to Jesus. And in fact, I want to pray right now. Because I believe that there are probably some people who are watching this live stream right now who either don't know Jesus for themselves or actually find themselves apart from God. You're wondering where he is and you're desperate to get him back in your life. You're desperate to get your relationship with him back on track. Will you pray with me right now, wherever you are? And I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me, line by line, if you want to receive Jesus today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you give life meaning and purpose. Today, I thank you for Jesus, the bread of life. And today, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and give me hope. Thank you that you died on the cross and you rose again in my place, that I might be free. Help me to walk this journey with you from now on. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, if that is something that you have just done, even, even for the first time, or as a kind of a recommitment, saying you want to walk with Jesus again, closely from this point on, I would love to encourage you to do something right now. If you are watching this and you have prayed that prayer, would you just go onto the comment section of Facebook and just simply write, I prayed that prayer. 
We would love to connect with you. We would love to help you on your walk with Jesus. We would love to speak with you. Carl is our online pastor today, and he would love to answer any questions that you might have about the prayer that you have just prayed. Finally, bread in the Bible represents family. In the early church, one of the effects of the day of Pentecost, when the early church came into being, was that they would meet in each other's homes daily and break bread together, remembering what Jesus had done for them, and they then were propelled outwards for a life of mission. It reminded them that no matter how hard the road got, and if we were to look at the book of Acts together, we would see that the road got very hard for the early church. It reminded them that they, who they belonged to and the family that they belong to. We read these words in 1 Corinthians 10, 16. The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Rick Warren put it like this. You need God's people in your life. Whether or not you have a physical family, God wants you to be part of his family, which will last forever. The church, it is a place of fellowship. So perhaps this prayer, give us this day our daily bread. For us today, when we cannot be in the same room together, takes on an extra significance because it points us to the very thing which unites us, the body of Christ. So when we are apart, we are still together. And when we are isolated, we are still family. So as I wrap this up this morning, I want to bring us back again to the start. Jesus is teaching his disciples a pattern for prayer, which is going to shape their prayer life. And he teaches them to pray, give us this day our daily bread. What does it mean to pray this way? It means to bring all of your needs before a God who cares. What does the bread represent for you in your life right now? Maybe the bread represents physical food. Maybe it represents your health or your finance, or your job. The God that we serve promises to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Place them into your Father's hands today. Jesus said these words, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? Ask him today. Trust him. If you are in need, place it in his hands. Praying, give us this day our daily bread, reminds us to prioritize the important things. Seeking first his kingdom, seeking first his will and his ways, making a relationship with him number one in our life. So where are you at right now? Praying, give us this day our daily bread, reminds us to whom we belong, that we were bought for a price and we now have a purpose. Praying, give us this day our daily bread, reminds us that we're part of a family. And our challenge going forward at the moment is simple. How do we keep being family when we're scattered? I want to close with a true story about a remarkable man called George Muller who opened an orphanage in Bristol many years ago. And this is the story. One morning, all the plates and the cups and the bowls on the table were empty. There was no food in the larder and no money to buy food. The children were standing and waiting for their morning meal. When Muller said, children, you know we must be in time for school. Then, lifting up his hands, he prayed. Dear Father, we thank thee for what thou art about to give us to eat. 
Then there was a knock at the door. The baker stood there and said, Mr. Miller, I couldn't sleep last night. Somehow I felt you didn't have any bread for breakfast and the Lord wanted me to send you some. So I got up at 2 a.m. and baked some fresh bread and have brought it. Mr. Muller thanked the baker, and no sooner had he left a second knock at the door. It was a milkman. He announced that his milk cart had broken down in front of the orphanage, and he would like to give the children his cans of fresh milk so he could empty his wagon and repair it. In this time, in this season, let's be a people who boldly pray, give us this day our daily bread, believing that God has our best interests at heart, And then let's see the kingdom of God come in our lives and in the lives of those around us because God is on the move. Let's pray. Father God, forgive us for the times where we doubt. Forgive us for the times where we don't pray, give us this day our daily bread. But we try to take things into our own hands so we go to supermarkets and we overstock and we panic buy. Lord, help us to know that as Christians, that we have a hope. We have a hope in you. And that you know what you're doing. So today we just declare again, we trust you with our lives and our hearts. Help our lives speak to a world in need and a world which is hopeless about the hope of Jesus Christ today. Give us this day our daily bread, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.